What's today, the 19th? Yes. Welcome to my podcast. This is the Dr. Raymond Havlicek and Friends podcast for today, Monday, the 19th day of February, President's Day, President's Day. And uh, this is the second podcast dealing with our series on Whiteface Mountain. Yeah, Whiteface Mountain. And I'm very, very fortunate today to have one of uh, my friends from Whiteface Mountain that I see every morning when I ski there, Gary Kaltenbach. He lives here in Lake Placid, and he's going to give us his experiences and his thoughts about Whiteface. Um, like I said yesterday in the initial podcast I did on Whiteface Mountain, uh, I love the mountain, and I think it's about the best skiing in the East, to, to, to tell you the truth. Um, that doesn't mean it can't be better, and that's the whole idea of this podcast, is to make things better. So without much more ado, Gary, welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. Uh, uh, great to have you, and uh uh, I, I, folks, I think you should know how I know Gary. Uh, I'm at the gondola every morning at about eight 30. I'm usually the first guy. More like eight. <laughs> I, well, I'm out there at eight o'clock. That's yeah, true. Cause yeah. I like to be first on that thing. I don't yep. mind standing out in the cold. If you get dressed and you stay inside, you sweat. So I'd rather be outside. And then I get into these great conversations with uh, lots of my friends there that ski a lot. And Gary's one of them. And yep. he agreed to be on the podcast. So, Gary, tell me, where do you live, first of all? Uh, I live right here in Lake Placid on Mill Pond Drive. So you're lucky to live near the mountain then. Oh, yeah. It's a short commute in the morning. And uh, like, try to, like Gray said, try to get there every morning. And we're all, there's like a dozen of us or so that out there cracking down. They're right. Getting ready for the first ride. Yeah. And we're all talking about conditions all the time and how the mountains run and, and whatnot. So how long have you been skiing? Uh, pretty much all my life, since I was eight years old. And I think you mentioned that you used to race. Yeah, I used to race for the high school team and uh, part of the NAC team years ago. Is that yep. the Lake Placid High School? Yes. Yep. Okay. And um, did did you race at Whiteface Mountain? Uh, we started mostly at Mount Whitney. That's where most of our coaching was done. And then we moved to Whiteface Mountain more towards the, all ninth grade when we started racing for the high school. Folks, Mount Whitney was a little tiny ski area right in the middle of Lake Placid. Uh, that's no longer open. It was very nice. I skied there myself many, many years ago. I think it closed around the end of the 70s. Um, and it was very steep and very hard to ski on unless yeah. you knew what you're doing. Yep. So he learned how to, you learned how to ski at yeah, Whitney. Mount which, Whitney. You yep. must be pretty good then. Not uh, too bad. <laughs> not too bad. How old are you now? 61. Oh, you're April. young. I'll be 61 April 10th. You're yeah. a young kid yep. compared to me. I'm 79. All yep. right. So. Yep. Um, okay, so uh, what kind of skis do you ski on? I got Rosignol EXPs. Uh, I like them a lot. They they were pretty good. I had K2s before that, but I like the Rosies better. Okay, now is that, what length? Uh, 174s, I believe they are. Okay, and uh, are those a racing ski or an all-mountain ski? All-mountain, 80, I think they're 84 underfoot or something like that. Okay, All right, yep. folks, I like to ski on head cores. I have three pair. I have a pair of, of 95 underfoot, a pair of, of 105 underfoot. My, that thing is really wide. Yeah. I used it the other day, by the way, Gary, when it was we had all that snow, and they were like skiing on a water ski. Nice. Yeah, they nice. just float right, right up, and they're 191s. I love long skis. Yeah. Um, and uh, I've got a pair, a third pair on order of 87s underfoot, so right. they, they'll flip edge to edge faster. Yeah. You know, so, okay, great. So- um, where on the mountain do you like to ski? What kind of conditions? 
I like fast groomers myself. I <laughs> wish they'd groom the whole mountain. Enough of these frozen moguls that they call moguls. Yeah. Um, I don't mind moguls if they're soft and they're not ice between them. But our moguls here are solid ice, and there's ice between them. There's not much for any softness going on. And they get so many people on a trail, uh, like uh, Victoria, for instance. Um, Victoria's a great big wide trail, and they only groom like half of it. Really, the whole thing should be groomed every day. It's one of the major trails people come off of first thing, and it's it's usually hardly ever groomed, or at least half of it's groomed. I don't know why they're not grooming the whole place. I don't know why either. So, <laughs> so Gary, um, is is Victoria one of your favorite trails? What would you say your favorite trail is on Lake Pla- on Whiteface? I would say Victoria or Mountain Run. I like Mountain Run also. But if the conditions are right, I like um, Skyward very well, too. Yeah. Um, and that drop, what's the big drop there? At the top, you mean? Yeah, when you yeah. come off of Skyward, going straight down. Oh, uh, Niagara. Niagara. I yeah. really like Niagara, too, when that's groomed well. All right. Well, folks, you should know that, that uh, Gary is talking about Skyward, which is the men's downhill part of the men's downhill yep um where uh during the olympics uh skiers were getting up to close to 90 miles an hour on on that they they'd come down that thing flying now it's an iconic trail uh it really is it's beautiful it's steep the particularly the first couple of hundred feet of it are quite quite steep wouldn't you say gary oh yeah it's like dropping off a wall <laughs> exactly it's it's very very scary yeah. steep for a lot of people um, and, uh, it's very wide and it's very it's straight. Yep. Right. So yeah, no you, I don't, I can't ever figure out how wide it is, but it's, it, it's wide enough to make you feel like you're skiing out West yeah, that it's that, that sure. big and it's right. It's straight, goes oh, yeah, straight, straight down, straight, right down. Right. And then it ends into what's called the Niagara headwall. Now the Niagara headwall is also crazy steep. Yeah. Might right. I probably the steepest part in the mountain. I would. It's say. very, very steep. I can't folks, I can't tell you what it is in degrees, but let's put it this way. If you don't know what you're doing up there, you shouldn't go there. <laughs> I'll tell you that much right True. now. And it's not for the faint of heart. And um, it is the first time I skied down it. I couldn't believe it was that steep. But uh, now I ski it every day, so it's it's like second nature for me. Um, and then after Niagara comes, what Gary's talking about is uh, the uh, Victoria. Now, Victoria is also wide. And yes. that's sort of the end of the downhill trails for both the men's and the women's. And he was saying that they only groom the right-hand side for Correct. some reason or other. Now, is that because they don't have the know-how or the machinery to do that? What What is I believe they have this impression that a lot of people want to ski on bumps. And I'm, I have, from everybody we've ever talked to riding up the gondola every day, people want groomers. They really don't want bumps. Even the guys on snowboards really don't want bumps. They want fast groomers, something you can ski down and enjoy and do long, fast turns or whatever. They don't want all these bumps. And uh, to have bumps there at Whiteface, it'd be all right, but we don't get powder. We get frozen something or other and <laughs> and if they don't groom it out it's not fun to ski and it's just got to be groomed right so i i do want to uh, uh react here a little bit that whiteface did used to have the uh, uh negative uh, term ice face yeah but i i'm folks it's no longer ice face it's really beautiful skiing however gary is making a point here that it's not utah we don't get tons of snow and so we do count on the snow making a lot in the grooming how, well, how would you say the conditions are when it's groomed well 
Oh, I, I don't think you can beat them anywhere in the country. It's the best. If, it's, it, if they do a nice job, spend their time grooming it and groom all the trails, some like before busy weekends, they have everything groomed. You can't beat it. It's absolutely awesome. I'm going to second that. When I, when I get out there in the morning and uh, even if we've had a little snow and they've made snow overnight and they, gr- they groom it, you got that corduroy. You've got that perfect corduroy. And I go up the chair all the way up to the top of uh, F and I looked down, and I said, oh, my God, you know, uh, I, I actually say I'm thankful to God for this. It's so, be- oh, yeah. it's amazingly beautiful and incredible, incredibly good skiing. And uh, I think Gary's right, that when it's like that, there is nothing better in the country than Whiteface Mountain. It is, it is just that good. Have you ever been in the slides? I've never been over there um, long ago when I was a kid. They were trying to talk me into going over there, and we used to get snow then. I really didn't care for it. It wasn't something. I Like I said, I like fast groomers. Right. I raced, so that's all we ever raced on was fast stuff. We didn't have bumps or any of that, and uh, I didn't race um, moguls or any of that kind of stuff. It was mostly GS and downhill. Right. So <clears throat> you're on groomed ice usually <laughs> yeah well folks i've been over there uh the slides is an, is relatively new area of the of the uh mountain that's open but it's not man-made or groomed or anything like that it is wicked steep uh shoots that go through um a forested area i don't know what to say off the top of whiteface mountain so it's rather steep and ungroomed and it's got icy patches and rocks that you can jump off of and whatnot it's fun to do once or twice i've done it a couple of times i i went down through one of the chutes up there that was maybe the width of a ski Mm -hmm. and you had to like make hop turns to get down the darn thing to to get down it but uh, my favorite would be uh skyward and mountain run those are the favorite now having said that what do you think about the way uh as a consumer uh, do you have a season pass uh, yes i guess yep. you must have a pass yep. yeah uh, as a season pass holder at whiteface mountain what do you think about the way the mountain is run um all in all it's it's okay it's obviously a, a state entity so as we all know, state things aren't run like a business. So, um, you know, if it was business ran, it would be a lot different probably. But I think for what they have and who knows how much help they got nowadays and so on. But, you know, if they just would tend to, the, I think the big thing they have a problem with at Whiteface Mountain is communication. They don't tell anybody anything. You're standing in line in the morning and then the lift won't they somebody will walk over a half hour after the lift was supposed to start and tell you, oh, you guys, uh, that we happened. Got a, yeah. We got closures or they're grooming or they're doing something. Well, they got PA systems there and stuff. Why aren't they using them? They should just somebody should come on and say, oh, by the way, uh, the lifts aren't, you, you could stay in here for a while because the lifts aren't going to be running till, um, nine o'clock or whatever we've got issues on the mountain we're gonna try to fix them we'll be back in business as soon as we can just a little communication make huge difference all the difference in the world i couldn't couldn't agree with you more and then with the passes the season passes are great you know it's a really good deal for the locals because you can go whenever you want pretty much um the only thing the blackout dates to me um, most of them are fine, but the one that I kind of bugs me, the best part of the season is in February here for President's Week, and they do nine days of blackout. Oh, really? It's, I didn't uh, know that. So yeah. to me, obviously, I don't, I'm not sure. I'm not there, so I couldn't tell you, but Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday of this coming week, I'm not sure why they have it blacked out because I maybe it's packed, but I find it hard to believe. But I don't think it probably needs to be nine days. It could do the two weekends and right. be fine with that. But it's up to them. It you know we're getting a good deal as a pass holder, so 
you know, it's hard to complain about it. So you're not going to be there tomorrow morning? No, I can't. For Oh, geez. Next, I'm sorry to hear that. Next Sunday. <laughs> yeah, I, I took today off, obviously. I don't have the uh, that problem because I'm a senior. Right. So I have the senior pass. And folks, when you turn 70, the pass is, um, I think I pay 249 for the season. Right. And it used to be free, so they've upped it to uh, 249 and that's all three mountains, isn't it? That's all three mountains. You can yep. ski Gore. You can ski Bel Air. It's undoubtedly the best financial deal in the east yeah for sure and uh even uh, well even the day passes at whiteface i think they're about 119 or 120 yeah which is relatively competitive with the private areas in in vermont so i haven't skied at those areas in a long time but i can tell you this i used to ski at them and i there's no way that that stowe sugarbush or killington or stratton or any of those places are better is are better mountains for skiing than whiteface mountain. Right. What do you think? No, I'd have to agree. The uh, they don't have the uh, the elevation and the steepness by any means. Um, they're a lot wider, bigger mountains. They hold more people. Um, if you're into just a, a leisure day of skiing where you just want to make a couple runs and have lunch and a few cocktails or something, they're probably better than whiteface for that point. But uh, because they have housing right on the mountain and right. all that kind of stuff, where whiteface can't and will never have that because it's a state run thing and plus it's in the state park um but i mean all in all whiteface i think does a fairly good job i think their parking areas and all the parking's good the, yeah. the attendants and the people that work there are all good even the snowmakers a lot yeah, of times will ride up the lift with them and they'll tell us what's going on and they seem to be really up and up on what they're doing <clears throat> it's just i think that there's got to be one piece of this management that's not working and Think, is that the groomers? Uh, the, I would assume it's whoever runs the grooming department. Um, I'm not sure it's the mountain manager, maybe him, or the, whoever's in charge of groomers, or maybe they're button heads, who knows. But um, somewhere in that department needs some fixing. Well, you were, telling me, you were telling me before that they never even used to tell the groomers where to go. Uh, so the groomers would actually figure out for themselves what needed to be done. Correct. Um, but, last year, my son worked there for, I don't know, a couple of weeks. Uh, he didn't like the shifts that were too long and uh, too many days in a row. So he decided that wasn't for him. Um, being newlywed and all, he wanted to spend some time with his wife. He didn't want to spend all his time at Whiteface. Um, six 12-hour days seems a little, little oh, that's, much. That's ridiculous. <laughs> so, but I'm not sure they need to do that. And there's other things they could do. Uh, back in the early 80s, I worked at Whiteface. I was in the maintenance department there, and I did my share of grooming and so on. And back then they only had thicals and uh, Tucker snowcats and stuff. And they really, uh, when I first, the second year I was there, they actually had a thical that came with a groomer on the back. Until then, they used to have these things called snowmakers and powder makers and all these other things that they'd roll around. They were basically like a, a rolling cheese grater that, made, <laughs> that flattened, uh, got the snow fluffy yeah. for you. But other than that, I mean, <clears throat> they really didn't have, they didn't have any winch cats. And the guys that used to groom there, uh, Tom Kobe and Donnie Kobe and all them, would free groom all those high things with that old thicol. And they'd have the trails would look great. I mean, uh, they groomed them for the Olympics and everything else. There was no winch cats back then. So obviously it can be done. I'm not sure what this whale business is. They make all these whales. 
um, and let them sit forever. They Gary, turn. could you explain to our listeners what a winch cat is? I don't think they know. Well, a winch cat's a, a special grooming cat that has a winch on it. So basically they can tie off to certain parts of the mountain for the steeper trails. And it does a lot better job because the um, the uh, winch kind of holds them so the groomer has the... Uh, tiller has more time to work so when they're they can really groom uphill basically with it so that way you're bringing the snow back up the hill with you and grooming it all out and if you go the right speed and everything you make perfect corduroy just like everybody wants so you know these cats work really great they're very expensive machine i think whiteface has three or four of the winch cats and numerous free cats so i mean they should be able to get the mountain done every day i'm not sure what the problem is but when the holdup happened at the uh, recently, where they opened at nine o'clock instead of eight thirty, did that have something to do with the grooming? Yes, yeah, a matter of fact, funny story. Um, uh, it was held up, and everybody was waiting and waiting. And finally, one of the lift attendants, uh, she's one of the J one workers. She comes out, tells us the things, and she goes, "They're grooming." And one of the people on our twelve people in the morning crew says. What are they grooming? She goes, ice. <laughs> so obviously there was an issue up on, I guess it was the approach, um, which is the first trail off of the gondola on the right. Um, and it ends up on top of Wilderness and Mountain Run and Mackenzie and all that. But they, I guess it was pure ice and they needed to groom it up again. I guess whatever they did didn't work. So <clears throat> they were back up there grooming it again. Yeah, the timing of the grooming is important. So if they groom it too soon and then it gets cold, it'll just freeze up. Yep, turns yeah, turns into frozen corduroy. It, yeah, frozen <laughs> corduroy, exactly. <laughs> then you get that chattering on your yeah. skis. Yeah. Well, folks, I just want to tell you that um, over the years, I gained some weight as I was getting older, and uh, I've, I've recently lost it. Uh, I lost 35 pounds. And part of the way I lost it is when I go to Whiteface, what I do is I like to take nonstop runs. Like I'm running yep. to get yep. my cardio going, you know? So my nonstop run is I go to the top of Skyward and then I ski nonstop all the way down to the lodge. Yep. Now, isn't that about 3,000 or 3,200 vertical feet? I believe so, yeah. It's, it's like three Empire State buildings, right? right? Yep. yep. So just to give you an idea that that is probably several miles. I, yeah, I have a, a app that I track me, and I usually I'll, I'll ski from eight thirty till ten thirty or eleven usually every day, um, and I'm usually making between seven seven to nine runs in that time period, and I usually try to hit the twenty thousand vertical feet. It's usually seventeen to twenty thousand vertical feet. So that's a lot of. So you got to be burning a lot of calories. Yeah, to, I to, would to, assume so. <laughs> you know, my goodness, and so I mean, you you, you have to diet. You can't just ski. You got to right. ski and eat properly. But but I got to tell you, from a health point of view, to take those kind of runs, I don't do twenty a day. I do about thirteen to fifteen thousand a day. Um, and uh, if it's a, if I'm with my friends and it's a great day, I might go to fifteen to twenty. Yeah, it depends on the conditions. How right. how yeah, into yeah. it I am, you know. Uh, I also like going to the gym and and evening out my workout with upper body and whatnot. But I must say that that one run from the top to the bottom is really great. You come down Skyward, you go down Victoria, you go down Boreen. I take Upper Boreen, which is that narrow section, yep. and then I get into 
back onto Boreen and all the way down to the lift. And I'm telling you, man, when I get down to that, you know you've been skiing. Oh, yeah, for it, sure. <laughs> it, you, you burned a lot yeah, of calories. Oh, yeah. You get your heart rate up and yep. whatnot. It's it's better than getting on an elliptical machine over at the health center. <laughs> oh, for sure. Definitely. A lot <laughs> then more you fun, go, too. <laughs> go home and have some lunch, you know, yeah, and relax, exactly. chill out, take a nap, as a matter of fact. Okay, so your major uh, thing with the mountain, I guess, is the grooming? Is yes. that what you would yep. have to say? I would say so, yeah. And and that there's a lack of communication yep. about uh, if it's not going to open up on time? Right. That type of thing. Do you have any other concerns? Oh, just these whales. The snowmakers make these huge whales nowadays on, on the trails. They call them whales. They're basically big mountains of snow-made snow. And then they tell everybody, well, they got to dry. Well, I think if you're going to have that trail closed anyways to let all this stuff dry, why aren't you tracking these piles out every night it's going to dry faster yeah i mean it's common knowledge that if you have a five gallon bucket of water it takes a long time for it to evaporate yeah. if you take that five gallon bucket of water and dump it on the floor it's going to obviously evaporate a lot faster so they don't need to do that to, I, right. I can't imagine why a day or two maybe yeah but i think myself track it out leave it tracked out let it dry and then groom it the next day right, and you're right, ready to go right. that does seems awful funny they opened uh, the wilmington trail they've been making snow on it for one week and it's open how i wonder how that happened have you skied on it no i haven't because it opened yeah. saturday right right and um but i'm wondering how they could possibly do that if they left whales dry for three weeks when they only made snow for a week yeah no that, <laughs> so it doesn't I, I agree it doesn't make sense and folks they never used to do this 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 is only since the new grooming manager has been at Whiteface. So I don't know what his thinking is. I'm not an expert in this, but I do agree. Every single time you see these whales, you, 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 you're not going to want to ski down those trails, even if they're open. Right. You don't want to ski down them because you don't know what's on the other side of the whale. You can't see down yep. the mountain. So it, it, it is really a, an issue that a lot of people are complaining about. So, okay. Any other final comments you'd like to make, Gary? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, folks, thanks for listening. Hold on a second. I'm going to turn my music on. Thank you very much, Gary Kaltenbach, Burke, for being here. Really appreciate it. And we're going to have a lot more joining to express our views and opinions about Whiteface Mountain. Okay, well, you guys stay healthy, wealthy, and go skiing a lot. Yeah, but don't run me over while I'm skiing. <laughs> I'll try not. Don't draft me. <laughs> Do not draft me. Yeah, no, I don't like that either. <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a good day. You too. You too.